0: Women Make Waves is an NC Fit Podcast. Welcome back to the Women Make Waves Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today, alongside Laura and Arielle, we are sitting down with the one and only Jen Dancer. It's really funny because Jen, at the beginning of this interview, points out that she's not great with her words, but within moments of sitting down with Jen, I knew that wasn't the case she shared so real so authentically so vulnerably about life about motherhood about training with her partner to get through the crossfit games like this woman is a hero and a legend and had us laughing and of course it wouldn't be the women make waves podcast without crying a little in today's show if you wouldn't mind head on over and give the show a five-star rating and review so we can keep having awesome conversations like the one we had today with jen enjoy the show all righty guys welcome back we are sitting down with miss jen dancer and i couldn't be more excited um as a new mother a crossfit competitor owning a gym there's so many parts of your life that are going to be applicable to anyone and everyone listening to this podcast. Um, I'm super, super excited to sit down with you. I actually talked to Sam not too long ago, so I'm very excited to get the feminine counterpart of that. Um, And so welcome to the show. Thanks so much for sitting down with us.
1: Thanks, guys, for having me. Um, Sam and I are definitely very unique and different humans. Um, <laughs> we are the opposites as well. So um, you will definitely get a different vibe from me than you get from Sam.
0: <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> we always like to launch into the conversation with asking our guests how they're making waves.
1: Well, I think like for me, making waves, um, like you guys said, with your explanation, is it's a ripple effect. And something that I've been actually really trying to hone in on and focus on this year is that words are a reflection of your heart. And so what you say to anyone around you or even what you say to yourself in the mirror is definitely going to be recognized by other people around you. And, um, and now that I have a daughter as well, I know that what I'm trying to do is lead by example through my words, through my thoughts and, um, just leading by an example. Um, so I feel like that's kind of how I'm, I'm making waves with people around me is just being that example that people can see. Um, I'm not the best with my words. And, um, if you know me at all, everyone, we all make fun of it and we all make fun of me for it. And, um, So my biggest thing, even through professional soccer, was just leading by example and putting in the hard work. And if people, you know, people will see that and they'll recognize something's different about that, and then they'll start to ask questions. And so I just try to lead by example for everyone around me.
2: What are some of those qualities that you do use to lead by example, aside from the hard work? Obviously, we know that from your background that you're a hard worker. But what are some of those other intrinsic qualities that you hope to pass down to your daughter as well?
1: Um not to take life too seriously. Um, that's something that I've learned from Sam and, um, but I also am really good with organizing and I love checklists. And so that's something else too that I feel that I will hope to pass down with her is always being organized. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's kind of scary to think about. And I just actually thought about this last week is how am I going to, what am I going to act like, or who am I going to be for my daughter to, you know, cause she's going to be watching every move. And especially now she's starting to get to the age where whatever I do, she does. And that kind of freaks me out. And so, um, it's funny that you're bringing this up because this is something that I'm trying to recreate or, you know, kind of structure in my life on how I want to do that. So, um, I've always led by example and just kind of been a go getter but now I have to think about these small details on how am I going to show her to do certain things. And I'm still working on it.
0: (laughs) I think from what I identify as a recovering type a personality, (laughs) I love checklists. I love calendars. I as much as I would like to say I love spur-of-the-moment trips, I'm like, what do I pack? Where are we going? Where are the dinner reservations? Like, I freak out, right? And yes. so from a recovering type A to someone who sounds <laughs> just as organized, how do you find yourself leaning into that, not taking life too seriously?
1: Um, the biggest thing is, is I lean on Sam. And I know I should probably have my own things that I do to be able to lean into that side. but. Um, I lean on Sam. Sam's always such a person that is free spirited and goes with the flow. And I like how you said you're like a recovering type A because I am too. Um, I'm learning just to go with the flow and not freak out. Um, breath work is something that I've been encouraging. A lot of people around me cause they, they, they ask me, how are you dealing with motherhood and how are you dealing with having such a schedule and being such a hard worker and then having all of that kind of, you know, be put on hold because I'm, I'm working hard. I'm taking care of my daughter, but that, doesn't resonate with me as, you know, work or hard work. So, um, I like that you say recovering type A and I lean on Sam. Um, he has to remind me literally daily that, um, to breathe and to just, it's okay. Like tomorrow there's going to be work tomorrow. There's going to be your life tomorrow. So let's just focus on the present moment. And that's maybe another quality that I'm, I'm working on is being present, um, all the time and just breathing. Um, A lot of people here at the gym kind of see me being like, okay, you know, like taking a step back and then just realizing, what can I focus on right this moment? Not what can I focus on in the future? And so maybe that's another quality that I want to pass on to other people or show people is just breathe and be present. And if you're doing that, then you shouldn't be having any fear or anxiety because you're living in the moment. And when you have fear and anxiety, it's because you're looking into the future. And so I constantly have to remind myself of that. Um, And Sam's a really good human to do that with. And so I'm really lucky and blessed to be able to have him by my side. If you, Um, don't have a husband that's like that you can lean on you know find somebody in your life that um, can pull you back and just remind you of the important things and um, I'm hoping that I can be that for people around me Um, but again it's a work in progress right now and um, I'm just trying to laugh and have fun in the moment.
3: I think that it's so huge bringing this like support system into this because we really do overlook the fact that we are social creatures as human beings. We need that social interaction and that connection with others around us. And maybe it isn't like a husband or a loved one or like somebody that you live with, but maybe it's somebody just in your community. And that's, I think the very, the coolest thing about um, the podcast and having these amazing connections with people is just that we get to have a conversation around something that maybe we're not talking about with our friends. And it's this idea of like, okay, how am I going to bring this little human up in this world and set her up for success and be a strong, independent woman? Um, Yes. have Have you had any like, discussion with Sam or like, have you guys figured out, cause I know as a checklist person myself, like I like to have a, a general plan of like how things are gonna go.
1: Have you guys talked about this at all? Oh, we talk about it, I think almost every day. So <laughs> um, having Star, she's already on a very, I would say strict schedule just because um, it it's what makes me feel comfortable. Um, being able to make sure that she's napping on time and that she's, you know, that she's eating on time. And so we talk about this so much that Sam always does this to me. (laughs) Even before we had a child, he will just put something right in the way as a roadblock that will just blow my life up for a second. But it always is a disaster for the first couple of days and then i see the beauty of what he just did and so this year um our daughter was 2 months old and he was like hey we're going to hawaii for a month and i'm like what i was like we have a 2 month you know daughter and she's like yep she's going to be fine they're resilient she'll get on the airplane she'll sleep it's no big deal and that brought anxiety into my life like immediately I asked him a hundred questions and um of course he didn't have any answers he's like I don't know I just decided this just now that we're going and but it was the best thing for me I cried for two days because I was so uncomfortable with having to like adjust everything she did fantastic um so we are constantly challenging each other in this too so like I will make a checklist for Sam and you know just to challenge him hey can you check off five things today um because we joke that he can only do one thing at a time um, and so or one thing a day and so he gets a checklist and I get to randomly travel on surprise so um we talk about it all the time and we also try to disrupt each other's you know way of life just because we need growth. We need to learn to adapt. We need to learn to go with the flow. Um, And also sometimes we need to learn to have checklists and to be an adult and get things done. So we are perfect for each other in that area.
3: That's so funny. I feel like um, i have a very similar relationship with my husband, but I am the crazy one that just brings things on him all the time. Um, (laughs) So I'm laughing because I was like, I totally have done that to Gabe before. Um, So, I really don't want to gloss over what you said about how you guys push each other, right? And like, there's times to be spontaneous and there's times to go with the flow and let it go. And then there's times where it is important to be, you know, like on a schedule with a checklist. How have you guys been managing that in terms of, I know you guys have like, you guys kind of interact with each other's lives and you spring things on each other a little bit, but is there anything (laughs) else that you've been doing to kind of manage going with the flow and kind of releasing that need for control all the time? Because I think that that's where a lot of us get stuck is like, we don't want to let go of control. Yeah. And it could be scary too. So how, what have
1: you been doing for that? Yeah. Well, recently I had a daughter, so that helped. Um, that kind of made me go with the flow. Um, cause you know, kids are very unpredictable and you can't control them during nap time or something, because, you know, if they're not tired, they're not tired. You can't make somebody be tired. So, um, recently my daughter is the one that's kind of like allowed me to be more free. Um, before she was in my life, I, I just would try to pick a day within the week to kind of not have a schedule, not have a checklist and just do things as they came up. Um, if it was sunny and nice outside and a friend wanted to go to coffee and I knew that I had tons of things to do, I would just start putting those parts of things, like those things in my life first. I know that like taking care of yourself, um, more so not so physical for me because I work out every day and I enjoy that. And that's really easy for me to do, but mentally making sure that I'm healthy. Um, I always thought that I strived, the best when I was in stressful situations or had a big checklist. But Sam's like, just because you're good at it, Jen, doesn't mean that you're striving really well in life because of that. Like you're stressed out, you have some gut issues, you know, you don't show emotions. And so journaling was one thing that I would um, start doing once a week, along with not having a checklist for like a day and just kind of like, see what happens. And most of the time, I had so much fun and everything that I did like everything that I would have on my checklist for that day, it got done later, you know, two days later, a day later. And I was just so surprised when I actually pushed those things aside that I was healthy, more mentally healthy, but also it made me realize that like, oh my gosh, I don't have to get things done right away. Like life is still going to be here. Um, And so yeah, journaling and just kind of having one day a week to just F off, you know, and we even do that with our nutrition too. We have an F off Friday um, where we can eat pizza, we can do whatever. We don't count macros. Sam doesn't count anyways, but um and we just kind of have F off Friday. And that really kind of showed me a little bit of light of have fun. It's okay. <laughs> and I felt better. I was happier, I was a better wife, I was, you know, a better athlete. And now I kind of do that every day almost since I've had a daughter, which has been really cool.
0: I love the dynamic that you and Sam have. And I know in the past, training with partners has been so hard for me. Like I can take a coaching cue from anyone in the gym except my partner. Like it could be the exact same cue. Like, hey, your hip's super muted. And I'm like, no, it's not. If, if he's telling me that. Right. And then the second it's a coach, I'm like, did you see that? She like totally changed my snatch by telling me to open up my hips. Um, (laughs) how have you and Sam balanced competing with each other? You guys have been on the podium together. Like, that's incredible. How did you find that?
1: Um, well, same situation that you were in, Sam always tried to fix my squat never listened. I thought I was listening. And then someone else told me the exact same thing that he would say to me, but it made more sense coming from somebody else. Um, And so being on a team and competing, we just never really coached each other. We tried not to critique or to you know get in each other's business. We had a coach, CJ Martin, was really good with being able to tell Sam kind of like what he needed to work on. And I never had to worry about that part because of our, our coach would do it for us. Um and I had a teammate, Holden, Holden Rethwell was probably one of my favorite teammates um because no matter what happened, he was always there to give me guidance to correct me. Um, he was he approached me with like love and a smile and kindness. And, you know, like with a husband next, you. you don't see that part of your husband when he's telling you what you should be doing, especially when you're exhausted and, um, kind of moody, you know, like you just don't see that. But when someone else shows you that criticism or that connection, for some reason, that's the only thing that I could see about Holden was how much he cared that, I was feeling comfortable because we were a team. Um, so Holden kind of stepped in, um, big time. and was like my CrossFit husband for the entire season. Um, but same thing with like our other girl on the team, Sam and her connected very, very well. Um, so yeah, you just have to make sure too, like when you're in a team with your husband, you have to find that balance with somebody else. Um, and then that, brings a whole nother aspect of husband and wife dynamic because then am I going to be jealous that he's spending all this time with another girl when she's crying or when she's needy or when she needs help, my husband is the one that takes care of her. And so like emotionally too, like you have to be really strong and understand that like, this is the best for the team and you can't get all girly and weird about certain things like that because I'm meeting that from Holden. So I have to understand the other side of that, like, you know, that Sam and her are needing that connection too. But that's what made us so great is we had that balance, um, between all four of us, um, and practice most of the time, Sam and I would probably argue and we would, you know, fight. But and make our teammates uncomfortable. But you get, they get used to it. They're like their husband and wife. Sometimes their personal life is gonna come into the mix, and they just have to you know understand that as well. Um, during the games in 2018, actually, it was like the hardest year of Sam's and I's marriage. And it's funny because our teammates and our coach could see that we would come in not separate because we came in the same car. But I would walk in, and then he would walk behind me. Um, we just wouldn't talk at all to each other but we still had the number one, like we're on a team. Our team is coming first at this moment when we're fighting and we had to figure that out. And that was really hard and really uncomfortable because you're exhausted from training all the time. Uh, I was probably obviously in adrenal fatigue. Sam had a lot of testosterone issues that year and we were fighting as a married couple, but we were the best teammates still ever. And that was just like a, your mind is just so confused what's happening in your life because you're getting along so well during training because you just have to flow and do it. And then the moment you're done, we had no connection. And that was really hard because, um, I, we crave each other's connections. It was just a hard year for us. And so again, teammates step in and, and balance that when Sam and I can't be, um, it sucks though. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm, um, outside of NC fit, I'm a therapist and I work with couples a bunch. And my first question, when a couple comes in, because typically I don't want to say always, but typically couples are not coming into therapy because everything is going great. Right. Yeah. Um, um, They're coming to therapy, like fix us. Um, and my very first question out the gate is like, are we on the same team? Do we, are you guys on the same team in this? And Nine times out of 10, the answer to that is yes. And so it's like, if we can always return back to this place that we have the same common goal, we are on the same team and we are moving forward. It's just so incredible to hear like the actual physical manifestation of a legitimate team and you and Sam being like, yeah, we're propelling this thing forward. So what was that year like when you had such a connection on the competition floor? And then the moment competing or practice or training or anything like that was over, you still went home together and there that wasn't yeah. there. How did you yeah.
1: it? it's it's exhausting. Um because you do feel like even though we didn't really speak to each other in training or you um it, it, we just had that undeniable connection of flow and you feel that no matter if your husband's on there or not, you feel that with your team. So I think that kind of helped us in a way because we got to still feel close and connected in a flow with the team. Um, even though it wasn't just us together, but that still, that still held us. Like those are like the, the strings that are about to pop to pull us apart. Like they, we had these like little fibers have, of those connections that would keep us together, you know? And I think sometimes with couples, the reason they fail with their marriage is because, you have a fight or you have, you know, uncomfortable situation, they both leave for eight hours in a day and they go to work. You know what I mean? They're never spending the uncomfortableness together all day long when you're fighting. So when Sam and I fight, we are uncomfortable with each other all day because we train together. We hang out together. We, you know, are married. We work together. We own a gym together. Like we're doing everything 24 seven that we never get the time to just go away and maybe forget about really how we felt or just to ignore the situation. We have to head on, you know, we have to talk about it head on because if we don't, it's going to affect our team strategy. It's going to, it's going to affect our flow, even though your other teammates can balance that and you can't notice it as much. It's going to affect it eventually. So we have to communicate quickly and that's what we learned during 2018 is trying to dig deep into really what is this problem like? Why are we so annoyed with each other? Why are we not getting along? Um, and spending time all day together on a team made us talk it out, made us figure it out. Um, and so, I don't recommend being on a team with your husband necessarily if you if you mentally can't handle it because again there's another girl on the team that you spend a lot of time with and that could get kind of crazy at times. Um, never with us cause we're not really the jealous type, but again, with anybody else, if, if you are a jealous type, weird things can happen. <laughs> weird things can come out of like, you know, like I'm not jealous, but there's some moments that I'm like, wow, I wish I had that, you know, or what like, I wish he would come to me when I was crying, you know, but it was holding. So, um, you have to be mentally strong in, but it was also one of the best years of our life. That's what's really crazy too. Um, we had so much fun. We were in San Diego living in this awesome house and meeting great people, going to the games, learning a lot. Um, so sometimes in those situations, you kind of have to just sit back and chat with each other and just be like, Hey, look at all these good things that are coming out of our lives right now, even though like maybe you and I, aren't feeling that connection. Um, So we gave each other space when we were at home Um, but we tried to connect and talk it out when we were around people because we thought that would be the best. So like CJ Martin, he helped a lot with um, the emotional side of that and and talking to me individually and then talking to Sam and just being like, Hey, I'm seeing some uncomfortableness between you two. How can we help? And so that kind of made us feel vulnerable enough to share with our team and to share with our coaches that, and that was really important to us too, because we learned how to be vulnerable with each other. Um, And I think that's what saved it, saved our marriage. It was just being vulnerable to our teammates and our coaches for them to keep us accountable during that time. And eventually, like over the six months, I don't know how we did it. We just worked it out. So it was really cool. I hope that makes sense.
2: (laughs) It does, 100%. And I'm curious, I know you said kind of like in the beginning here that, um sometimes you know being a recovering type a it's been hard for you to express emotion um and you kind of like sometimes close off how is that journey for you to be like vulnerable enough to sit down with that uncomfortability and be like hey this isn't working like in your relationship or i feel this this way because you're so right without having those open communication channels nothing can work so just wondering how you got from like a to be there?
1: Well, honesty, I think is the biggest thing in a marriage. Like no matter how uncomfortable a conversation is going to be, you have to have it. Um, and that's something that Sam and I do a very good job with the way we approach that conversation is definitely different. Um, me being a type a and writing everything down and having like a plan is kind of funny because when it comes to fighting with Sam or being uncomfortable with Sam, I that all goes out the window so me having a checklist and wanting to talk about certain things I'm not very good with my words and so especially if I'm very passionate about how I feel in that moment I can't express that to him and so that was a huge problem for us and another huge problem was I'm a fire aim ready versus in like a ready aim fire so I would just like aggressively want to talk and just get it over with. Sam was like, I need 3 days to to think about this and to process this cuz it hurt my feelings. So he always had feelings within these conversations and I just was like ready to duke it out and just like get it over with and move on, you know? And so I really had to learn about emotions and and why he was feeling so sensitive in certain situations and maybe trying to be sensitive myself, but I just couldn't connect in that way. So is what we ended up doing is I hated it. (laughs) Um, And this was also like what my journey was too um, with not being so type A is writing it down. So I had to write in a journal what I felt about that conversation or about what just happened. And then I was able to write it down, which allowed me to kind of calm down before we had the conversation And Sam could read it. And then we would discuss what my paper was. And, um, and so that's really weird, but it's the only way that we could communicate. Um, it's not like when you're working out and you can just blurt things out and just like react because you know, it's best for the team when you're fighting with your husband outside the, the, you know, competition floor there's a lot of feelings that go into it. And I didn't really have those feelings. I didn't understand why you couldn't just suck it up and move on. And so that type A personality turned to really a lot of aggression. And Sam looks aggressive, but he is like the biggest teddy bear ever. So we um, wrote down our feelings. We would then read our feelings the next day. And um, this, again, took five years for us to figure out how this was going to work. Usually I would yell and want to get it out he would hide or, you know, go away. And then we would never come back and discuss it again. And so being teammates really taught us how to deal with difficult situations when you're, I would say, high high energy or when you're exhausted. Um, And so, yeah, competition kind of has really played a great role into our marriage and um, trying to do what is best for the team. And even though – me yelling and him not wanting to talk in that moment wasn't best for the team so we had to kind of compromise and the way we compromised was writing in a journal our feelings and then having a discussion about it later. (laughs) What a really cool way to make that distinction. I'm just thinking like when you're working out on
2: a team if you don't call out like two reps left or what like it's not gonna work right. And Mm -hmm. I can, I can resonate with so much what you're saying, because like, I think two weeks ago I asked my boyfriend too, I was like, do you mind if we like put a meeting like on the calendar where we can like sit down and like discuss things? And he was like, why can't we just do it organically? And I was like, my brain's like short circuiting, (laughs) but like, that's, that's such a cool way to think about it. And, um, just being able, what an amazing journey you've had from being able to like actually verbalize. Um, what you're thinking and being able to write down and process. That's really cool to hear.
1: Yeah. Sometimes if it's like a really deep situation, um, I will still write it down. Yeah. But it's hard for me to do that. Cause I just, I just want to get it out. Like I don't like the way I feel when I have these certain emotions inside of me, I just want to get rid of them. And instead of, but I'm learning to process those emotions first. What do these emotions mean? And then having the conversation. And I still am really bad with the words and Sam, obviously we've been married almost eight years. So he's getting eight years, seven, eight, something like that. Um, I don't even remember, but he's getting to learn too of how to, to, um, just be able to handle me, I guess a little bit more. Um, and, but having this baby has made him so organized and precious with his time. And I've become more relaxed because I can't have checklists and work all the time. I'm just kind of doing whatever I can in the moment that I have free time and so it's really allowed us to kind of switch roles and it's been really fun to um, watch and to see so
3: that's so cool to see that you've both kind of had that switch and the role reversal a little bit because I know at least um in business, like I'm growing a small business now. And one of the biggest things is like, I always feel like I have to be busy doing something.
1: Yes. And oh my gosh. I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to be busy all the time. Cause you feel yeah. like that's what's hard work is, or that's people are going to see that you're working really hard. And it's like, who cares what other people think? If you are putting the time in to get a business to be done, like to run a business, then that's as much time as you need to do that. Like Okay, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> well, I I'm, I'm just laughing because I'm literally in the same
3: exact boat. Like to me at the very beginning of this journey, I was like if I'm not busy 24 hours a day, like I am not moving the needle. And then I realized that a lot of that time was just spent doing busy work that wasn't actually doing anything and it was draining me so much. So I resonate so much with you being like more on the go with the flow side now because that's something that I've had to be really mindful of building into my my business and my day is like not building my day around my business and making sure that I'm like hyper productive for all 24 hours to have everything scheduled to a T, which I have also done in the past. (laughs) Like there's now this balance where like, I know what the core things are that I need to do. And I'm trying to focus on like, okay, if I get those core things done, I can be present and I can be mindful in the rest of my day. So just hearing you say that has been such a breath of fresh air because I'm kind of like literally in the same place, but without a daughter,
1: if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that you figured it out without a daughter <laughs> yeah. because then you have a daughter and that's just another whole hard work of, you know, on top of like owning a business. But I asked Sam the other night, I was like, what was I doing for our business before I had Star? I'm like, our business is still being ran. People still love coming to our gym. Um I'm still getting the bills paid and the emails answered. I'm like was I just making things up to do that I thought was productive or cool? And it wasn't like, I'm so confused, like where that time was spent. I have no idea. And, um, obviously our foundation has taken a backseat a little bit. Like I haven't done hardly anything with that, but, um, that's just the, where my life is right now. And, um, my mom constantly reminds me like you're just in a season, Jen, and that season will pass eventually. And, um, but I'm, lo- and I told Sam, I'm like, I don't really know if I want to go back to work. And Sam's like, you are kind of working still, Jen. You just, you just don't think you are because it's not in the way that you had work in the past. Like you're not doing it twenty four seven. You're not running yourself down to the ground. And yeah, and it's just crazy because I am. I'm still owning the business. I'm still running it. And he's like, you're a mom, Jen. That's like a lot of work. And I just, it's just different mindless work, you know, versus having my checklist. And eventually I think I'll get back to checklist with star, but right now it's just, we have the same routine every single day. So, and I think that's, what's hard for me is I'm not checking things off the list with her, you know, and being able to like, sometimes I will do a task and I'll write it on my checklist just so I can cross it off. I'm like, oh, I already did those three things this morning. I'm going to write them down so I can check those off just because I it makes me feel good. It makes me feel successful. And I don't know why I have to feel successful when I check stuff off. I should feel successful because I know that I'm doing what I love and I'm getting the freedom to be able to run a business, also raise a daughter. And, and how cool is that, you know? And But just when people are like oh so you don't work anymore Uh, it, it hurts me so much because i am working you know but it's just not the typical work that the society sees and that's just making ourselves miserable with checklists and working 24 7 when it's really not even productive um now if i'm like okay i have two hours I am so more productive in those two hours because I can't do anything after those two hours when star gets up. So it's like, now I'm like, Whoa, I'm a superhuman. Like I feel even better now being able to get stuff done in two hours than I did when I had 24 hours to do it, you know? Cause it's actual legit work. It's not making myself crazy. <laughs> yeah.
3: I totally get that. And, um, I'm just laughing at what you said about how people are like, so you're not working anymore. We lived in an RV for the past year and everywhere, I swear everywhere we went, I would be like working on my laptop outside at the RV park and someone would come around and be like, well, what does your husband do?
1: Well, well, excuse
3: (laughs) me. I work too. Thank you very much. But it's so funny how like those things and those comments get to us. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, why do we care? Like I am building a business and I don't really care if like Joe from seven spots down doesn't know what that looks like because also it's weird and uncomfortable for new people to like learn a virtual business. Right. So how have you, I'm curious because this is something that's going to come up soon. Like as we start to build a family, obviously, but like, how are you balancing? wanting to be out there and wanting to run this business, but also wanting to be with star.
1: Oh, I, you know, I don't really know if I could tell you that I'm balancing it. It's just happening. Um, like I literally, she has three naps in a day and during those nap times are just my work times, you know, and eventually like lately it's been, I nap when she's naps because I'm so tired um, it's a different type of tired, you know, like I can do checklists and work all day long, but being able to be creative and show her things and stuff, it's really exhausting Denise. So, um, I don't really know if I'm doing a great job balancing it. I'm just kind of like trying to serve myself and maybe an hour or maybe one or two naps a day to get work done to make my ego self satisfied And then I'm just really trying to, like, it's been my biggest goal right now is just really trying to be present um, when stars awake. Um, And I even try not to be on my phone too much. Like, it's hard because I want to put her on Instagram. So, like, I am on my phone sometimes around her. But I'm not trying to do, you know, just random stuff on my phone when she's awake and around because she's watching. Um, But I think, like, the best way to balance yourself is, one, and this is, this is harder said than done. Like, I'm just saying, like, I've tried to do this, but it is hard. Give yourself grace for your first, like at least three to five months. Like she just turned five months a couple weeks ago. And it's the first time that I'm starting to feel like, okay, I can breathe. I'm starting to see light at the end of the tunnel of being able to work and enjoy work before three months. I stress myself out thinking of things that I had to get done, but I never got done because why even think about it when you can't even do it, you know? And I was stressing myself up of like, how am I going to get back to work? There's no way. Like, how is this ever going to happen? And I just wasted all that thought and all that energy wondering how it was going to happen because it's just going to authentically happen. It's just, it's just going to authentically get, you're just going to get back into that rhythm eventually. So I think like giving yourself grace for those first few months, And finding goals of being present and just really focusing on your family is, I think is really important because if you don't, um, something's going to, you know, get the short end of the stick and it's probably going to be most likely, you know, your kid. Um, but I focused on loving Sam as much as I could during like this crazy time of, of of the unknown and just being present with star and people keeps telling you this, but it's hard to like take it in, but like work will always be there you're going to be fine. Work will be there when you're done and you'll be able to figure it out. It's just, you're, you're in a season right now and it's going to be, and eventually it will be over. Just give yourself grace. And you guys were talking about like, maybe what are some qualities that, um, you know, that I do for other people around me to see. And it's funny because I don't really think I have any specific thing, but there's qualities that I felt like that I was really good at before a baby. And then I had a baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, like loving my body, loving myself for who I am and not caring. Like I always used to like, you know, we all have some image issues every once in a while, but like before, you know, I was fit. So really I didn't have too many mental, I don't know how to, to say it, but like, I didn't really think too much of like, having problems with myself because I was fit and I never thought about it. And then I had a baby and I used to tell people all the time, like, you're beautiful the way you are. Like, it doesn't matter. Just feel good and look, you know, feel good. And, and mentally just love yourself. And now that like, I went through this whole, like, Hey, I had a baby and now my body's trying to get back it's like I have to say those words to myself again because it's really easy for me to say that to everyone around me when I was fit. You know, I never got out of shape. And and even though it was hard work to do that, I never really knew where they were coming from. And so I have all these qualities now of like being really confident before baby and then now having to actually work at these things. So making sure that, you know, I love myself so my daughter can love herself no matter what. Um, And so that's kind of like where I'm focusing now is making sure that I'm not eating my own words that I used to tell all of our members and friends. Um, Because now I am in that situation where my confidence isn't as strong as it was. And I need to learn to love myself and to be just as confident with this new body and person than I am now than before. Because, like, it's like work. Work made me feel successful, made me feel confident. And I don't have that at the moment to really pour myself into. So I'm like revamping this whole mindset and this whole person of who am I now um, than who was I, you know? And so that's really difficult. So I don't really have qualities, but I definitely am eating my words and making sure that, like, everything that I've been saying to people around me, that I'm now taking that truly to heart and really learning from my own words in the past.
2: (laughs) I was reading something really, really interesting about when your body changes, it takes Mm. your brain a bit to like process that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's this body, this shell that you've lived in your whole life that has looked a certain way for the most part, not too crazy changes. And then like something happens and it's totally different. And you kind of feel like, disconnected from it and you're like mm-hmm. who am I and I know for me like super weird but like I have like this one freckle that whenever I feel like that I'm like okay like I'm still me I'm still me but it feels like that and it um mm-hmm. I just want to like give you a lot of credit for like you having a baby is like <laughs> obviously a really big thing and it changes your body and maybe like taking time off from training or whatever that looked like for you is such a big part of your life that you kind of had to like not obviously throw away but put maybe in a different box for a little while and that's Mm -hmm. not easy so just tons of credit for you for that and um thank you for sharing all of that It's so important model model positive body image for for people around you and especially thank you
1: and I think that's why too like sometimes I'm confused about what to say about how am I, what qualities am I doing for other people to kind of like, you know, bounce off of. And I think I'm just really lost at the moment because I'm trying to figure out what those qualities are again. Um, like the old gen, I can ramble off lots of them, you know, and kind of be a little arrogant, but now it's just a whole new ball game. And, um, I'm seeking certain people into my community right now that I can bounce off like what their qualities are to encourage me. So I think I'm just kind of in this like other direction right now of seeking help from friends just to make sure that I'm continuing to stay true to, to what I really feel when my body isn't feeling that. So.
0: I had a very, very similar experience, not from, from childbirth by any means, but big injury that kept me from training. And I had the same experience. Like I had coached for eight years at that point And I would athletes get hurt all the time. And I was like, it's okay. Like, come in, we'll scale it. We'll make it attainable. And then when people said that to me, I was like, no, no, no. Like, fuck you. I'm not a scaled <laughs> athlete. Like, no, yes. don't, don't say that. And so it brought a whole new mindfulness into coaching for me. So I completely, just even the way I talk to people, like scale doesn't come out of my mouth anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. i us see what works for you. Like, let's give yeah, you- Yeah, let's just
1: find a movement.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Um, what I found when I was, I explained it as like sitting in the muck when I'm like, wait a second, if I'm not identifying as this competitive athlete anymore. Who am I? Like if it's not Lindsay, the athlete, who is Lindsay? Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, and this is totally putting you on the spot. So if you don't have an answer for it, that's fine. But sitting in that now and finding who Jen is, um, if it's outside of the competitive athlete, who is
1: it? Mm -hmm. That's funny because Sam and I had a big fight um, when we were first, I don't know if we, I think we were married. I'm pretty sure we were married. Um, and he yelled at me and he was like, you need to figure out who you are besides you can't, you can't find anything with identity with me, with God or with soccer. Like, who are you? And I was bawling because I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what to say, you know, but Right now in this phase of my life, like I'm a mother and I'm having so much fun. It almost makes me cry. <laughs> um,
0: we cry every episode, so <laughs> bring it on. We literally cry I, every episode.
1: I don't cry ever. Um, and I've been working on this emotional, so this is really good to have some emotion. But I, I love saying that I'm a mom and a wife because my marriage hasn't, like, has never been so important to me that it has for some reason, since I've had a daughter, it should be. But I mean, I always thought it was until I had a daughter and how much I love Sam. Um, and I will always love him so much more than my daughter. And I know a lot of people think that might be crazy, but I will always put my husband first. Um, Because he was with me and has helped me and developed into the person I am today. And without him, I don't think I would be that person. And so I will always put him first. Um, But then the star has just brought this whole new person um, out of me. It's going to sound weird, but I'm kinder my words are a reflection of my heart. So I feel like I'm speaking in nicer tones. Um, and we watching the words that I'm saying because she's like a sponge and she'll just like, you know, I not saying that I say anything bad, but I do have some vocabulary sometimes that I love to use. And my brother, My brother is a pastor or um, a campus minister in Rhode Island. And he's always like, Jenny, it is 2020 when this is happening. He's like, you can't say things like this anymore. And so just, it's just so funny of like the side of what star has brought out of me. And then like, what has it done for Sam's and I's marriage of just like me being nicer and more present and just understanding those small moments and taking them in and not like, you know, passing off a cuddle with Sam because I have, a checklist to get done you know so I think like it's safe to say that I truly believe that right now like I'm a mom and a wife and I love it um other than that I don't have a brain capacity at the moment to think of like who else I am <laughs> um I already struggle with my words and then having mom brain it's it's been a tough tough year with that but um yeah I think that's who I am right now and I'm loving this face and I don't know if I will ever be a person that's like saying like, I love work and I love to own a business again. Cause that used to be who I was. Like I owned a business and I worked hard and um, I was an athlete and I'm not either of those right now. And it's kind of nice. So yeah.
0: I, okay. Two for two on making us cry today. So. <laughs> And for someone who keeps saying I'm not very good with my words, you've been crushing an hour long podcast. Oh, thanks. I was really
1: nervous. I usually say I usually say no to podcasts. I'm like, Sam, I'm like this is really putting me on the spot with my words. And I was like, people are really gonna see if because like all my close friends know, but like not everyone else does. And so I was like, This I was like, you know how I hate these. And he's like, Yeah, but Lindsay's really cool. She'll guide you. So I was like, Okay. Okay, we can do this.
0: <laughs> one thing I love that I saw the other day and it it sounds it feels to me really relevant here is it said like to be in long term partnership, you have to attend the funeral of the hundred people your partner has been and attend mm-hmm. the birth of the hundreds and hundreds of people your partner will bloom into being.
1: I like that a lot and
0: I feel like you are in such a like you're in that new birth like literally and and, uh, and figuratively. And the season that you are in right now just sounds so incredible and so insightful. And I know I'm so excited to watch the journey of it. So thank you for sharing it with us.
1: Yeah, it's been really fun so far. And Sam and I didn't even know if we wanted to have kids. So we always said that the day we found out we were pregnant, we were like, or the day before, we were like, "Mm, maybe we'll wait five more years. And then the next day I was like, well, God had other plans. We are pregnant. So, um, we didn't even know if we wanted to have kids. We were just having so much fun together that we didn't want to ruin that, you know, not like a child ruins it, but it does change it, you know, and, um, it's definitely changed it for the good. And, um, we're super blessed with that. So we're super excited.
0: Well, Jen, thank you so, so much. And I, like I said, I think I speak for Laura and Ariel. And if I don't, I'm speaking for you guys that we are also so excited to watch yours and Sam's and star's journey. And just thank you so, so much for being a part of the show and the podcast. And if people want to watch your journey, want to get connected, want to stay up to date with you, how would they find you? How do they do
1: that? Yeah. So Instagram is usually what we kind of work through um, at Jen dancing, Jen with two N's. Um, And we also, I'll just plug in our foundation, Dancer Love Foundation. Even though I'm not posting a lot of stuff right now on the social media, it's still a really cool thing that we have going on. Um, And it's basically, we're just raising funds to be able, we're gonna start in our community first and then start to build out, but raising funds for individuals with special needs and just making sure that they have the opportunity of getting into a gym with a one-on-one trainer or within a class scenario, depending on you know their developmental level. And we're just, yeah, raising money is just to be able to see, like if we need an outlet for fitness, mentally physically and spiritually then um so do they and we've seen so much change within our best friend james and so that encouraged us to have this foundation so um yeah just go check that out whenever you guys have some time and um eventually i'll get back into all that but um those are the two handles that we use
0: okay first off huge wave that we like hardly got into so we would love to have you back to talk more about that uh, yeah. And then also, this is just me being tangential. I saw in your story this morning using the noble um, handkerchief with star and her little. Oh my suit. gosh! So, ladies, I know that it'll be gone from your story by the time the show airs. But Ariel, Laura, go watch it because it's the cutest thing I've seen all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's on Sam's now. Sam just reposted it today, so it'll be there for a little while. But we do really weird crazy stuff with her and um people are probably like wow you guys are interesting parents but we like to have a good time we like to have a good laugh stars expense you know but we're having a good time
0: <laughs> yeah ariel's watching it right now <laughs> That's
1: so cute i watch it every single day i can't stop laughing like i watched it at three in the morning this morning when i got up to go to the bathroom i just like I just watched it for a quick second.
0: (laughs) I love that. Jen, thank you so much. And we will for sure have you back on the show soon.
1: Oh, thanks guys. Thanks, Jen. Thank you.